0: You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is a practice management and EHR software that helps behavioral health professionals manage their practice with confidence and efficiency. I've been using Therapy Notes in my own group practice for about five or six years now, and they're hands down amazing. They've got a scheduling and to-do list that is so easy to look at, a notes template that is amazing and exactly what you need, billing that has accurate reports that you can use, credit card processing system, a client portal that's constantly being updated, security and tech support that is amazing. You can call and actually talk to someone right away. If you're looking for an EHR that can give you everything you need to run your group practice smoothly, try Therapy Notes out by going to www.therapynotes.com forward slash the Group Practice Exchange, and you'll get two free months to try them out. Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Today's podcast episode is talking with an expert, so I've got Greg Higdon on with me and we're going to be talking about five mistakes group practice owners make when doing their bookkeeping. I'm really excited to talk about this um, topic and I'm excited to have Greg on. So, hey Greg, how are you?
1: Hey, great. great.
0: Um, so. Talk a little bit first. I want to start with this um, business, Grow the Books. Uh, I, I've been seeing it on Facebook and I'm really excited to, to learn a little bit more about this business. So, if you can talk a little bit about yourself and how this evolved and what Grow the Books is and how they help practice owners, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, my name is Greg Higdon and um, I started uh, Grow the Books uh, bookkeeping services um, last year. Um, and the reason for that is I'm seeing, uh, you know, my my wife is a business coach and I'm kind of seeing like a lot of like uh, therapists and group practices that um, uh, like struggle with like doing their own books and keeping track of like income and expenses and knowing how much money they're making in their business. And so um, I decided to just um, kind of start this business to um, uh, to help out um, group practices and other practitioners. But a little bit about my background though. Um, I... I'm a former educator. Um, I actually taught uh, middle school for about 13 years.
0: Oh, like my and, husband. He's a teacher. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> sixth grade.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought sixth grade. Hey, Really? <laughs>
0: yes. Nice. Yeah.
1: Maybe we should talk more about that. <laughs> I
0: know. And, and me and your wife are very similar. So yes. you didn't do a name drop, but Kelly Higdon, everyone's going to know who she is, of Zinni yeah. Me. That's your wife, right? Right. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. Sixth grade teacher turned bookkeeper.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was actually laid off from my job. And um, one thing I've always done, I think, for many years is like, kind of done my own bookkeeping and also um, um, Kelly's bookkeeping. And so um, I've, been, I've had like several businesses throughout my, I guess, uh, life. And so um, uh, I've always just enjoyed the numbers part of the business um and i know many many business owners do not like the numbers part or are confused about numbers
0: yeah and i was going to so, say this is not something that people business owners tend to be excited about
1: <laughs> right unless, unless they
0: have good numbers <laughs> but they <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. want to do it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you're right exactly um so i've always been excited about the numbers part so that's me so i i decided just to start this business and do something i enjoy doing
0: and and we need more people like you so this is uh, i'm excited to to have another person um, that I can refer to that does something in this financial realm because that's typically where private practice owners, especially group practice owners, tend to tank um, because they're so focused on hiring and strategizing and growing that they don't put enough time and effort into the financial piece. um, Or they're trying to do that as do the financial piece and it's not their wheelhouse. And I'm like, you, you need to do what is your strong suit and hand off what's not to people who that thing is their strong suit. So um, I'm excited to, to learn a little bit about um, bookkeeping because I'm sure that's going to be something that a lot of people, especially my listeners, are going to be interested in learning about. So our topic today is the five mistakes group practice owners make when doing their bookkeeping. And I'm really excited to hear what these five mistakes are <laughs> that yeah. are the common ones.
1: <laughs> um. One thing I didn't – I always say the one thing I did not list in the five mistakes here is like having bookkeeping software. Oh. I'm going to kind of um, – I don't know. I'm going to make the assumption that <laughs> people have bookkeeping software.
0: Oh, well.
1: Because I don't know. Maybe that should be one of the that's, mistakes. That's
0: the too. bonus one. I think we're going to name that bonus number six um, <laughs> is not having bookkeeping software because um, I think you probably are going to be surprised. It's a little bit like um, – you know, with coaching, and I bet you Kelly would agree with this, but yeah. the more you do business coaching, like, so I only do gr- group practice coaching, but yes. the more you're doing it and you've been running a group practice and you're coaching people, the more you forget that some things are like those obvious, simple things that you don't even teach anymore. Cause you think like, Oh, everyone knows that thing. Right. And then right. you realize that people ask questions about it and, and, and you think, Oh wait, I need to really Like, go to the beginning. Uh, Not everyone, not everything is so obvious. And and this might be one of those things for you in the bookkeeping world is assumption that people have bookkeeping uh, software, when I bet you many group practice owners don't. (laughs) So we're going to make that bonus number six.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'll just add on to that then, because um, I think it seems like most of the group practices that um, I have as clients, they already had bookkeeping software when... They came to me, yeah. And but it seems like many of the individual practitioners um, uh, do. we using Excel yeah. or some uh, other form. I'm
0: not. I'm not. I, you, you. must have gotten a lucky bunch because I, I know many group practice owners <laughs> who use Excel still. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so what's number one?
1: All right, number one, I would say um, not tracking your transactions, your income and expenses monthly.
0: Like yes. monthly is
1: the big thing there. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. Um, people want to find places where they can save money. Right. And so then they'll do court. Qu- I even started, I mean, I have my group practice now for seven years, but I started my group practice by doing my stuff quarterly. And I quickly learned that quarterly was not, you needed to do it monthly.
1: Right. I yeah. Like that I, I, I think especially when you're I mean, when you have employees or contractors and you need to pay them twice a month or once a month, you need to know like how much money is in your bank, how much, you know, what percent of um, your um, income is actually going to your employees or contractors. Yep. It's a big thing to know. Um, Yeah, because I've, I mean, I've seen group practices that, you know, that are behind, like, like you said, like several months, maybe just tracking their expenses quarterly, um, I've also seen um, group practices that were hiring their accountant to do their bookkeeping but it didn't seem like it was the accountant's priority because they were still behind by several months in their bookkeeping
0: yeah I actually want to ask you about that because that's something that I see a lot of people asking questions on is um, what's the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant and yeah. can my accountant do bookkeeping so if you can talk a little bit about I, I guess that's a question one and one A.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, an, an accountant um, kind of takes care of, I kind of group them in the category of like taxes and just um, make and kind of they're the ones who fill out the forms and kind of help you with the IRS part of things.
0: Perfect. Makes sense. <laughs> you know, sense. And mm-hmm. the
1: bookkeeper does more of the day to day keeping track of your expenses and income going in and out of your businesses. That makes sense.
0: Your, So so a bookkeeper, would you say a bookkeeper uh, typically communicates then with the accountant?
1: Um, Yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, I I communicate with kind of all my accountants and uh, I use um, QuickBooks as my bookkeeping software. And I add the accountant to the bookkeeping software so they can see what's going on in um, in the books. And so I do communicate with accountants and it's typically more around like tax time and things like that. There's a mm-hmm. lot of communication going on.
0: Yeah. Um, makes but sense. I
1: would say my experience with like accountants doing bookkeeping is that, I mean, like I said, I've seen some accountants that are, it's not their priority, um, uh, you know, doing the bookkeeping every month. But then also I've, I've seen it where um, accountants will track your expenses and track your income, but the accountants more, it seems like they're more concerned about um, like one big category for like income, yes. Maybe you have service income. But I, I really believe in like breaking things down, like what are your sources of income? Um, so for example, you might have, you know, some clients um, might have have insurance. So I'll break that out and say, okay, you're in, here is, are the payments coming in from insurance. Here are the um, payments coming in from your full paying clients and kind of just know exactly where all your different types of income are coming from. And same thing with expenses, kind of breaking those down a little bit more than the accountant would be concerned about.
0: Right. Like seeing where your uh, expenses are most coming from, how, what amount of your expenses is coming is going towards marketing what percentage of your expenses or what portion of your expenses is going to continuing education or materials, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then also I I think a bookkeeper does a little bit more of, I mean, at least I do. I mean, I know I'll, I'll, I mean, I I think some bookkeepers do not do this, but I'm a little bit more hands-on and so I'm constantly like communicating with my clients probably every week at least um, or every other week um, um, to kind of just to know like where, where their expenses are going and asking them questions about their business. Oh, that's really hands on. Yeah. I do a little that's bit nice. more hands on. So I know bookkeepers that don't do anything. I mean, I've, I've I've had some of my clients come to me because their current bookkeeper doesn't, you know, they never hear from their bookkeeper. Right. Until tax time or the end of the year when they they need the statements.
0: So and that's and I think another part yeah. of the difference between a a good bookkeeper and using, let's say like an accountant who might Put your expenses and income into, you know, um, QuickBooks, but not categorizing um, is, is actually talking about what it, the data means. You know, there right. is one thing to say, here's all of your stuff on, on QuickBooks. and But it's a whole other thing to say, you know, this is the trend that I'm seeing or like. This is what it means, all the information, all the numbers that's on this paper, like your practice is doing well, or it's growing, or it's not doing well, or it's it looks like you're spending more on this thing every single month. Is this, you know, what your expectation is is that this thing gets more and more expensive, or did you notice that, you know? Um, I, I can see how having a bookkeeper, especially one that kind of has a model like you, where you're more involved in the monthly or weekly communications with group practice owners that that can actually help them make more informed decisions about their business. Right. Yeah. I get like what's number two.
1: Number two is not reconciling the books.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: one may need some explanation for some, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you know what reconciling the books is?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but go ahead, go ahead. Educate.
1: Okay. So um, yeah. Reconciling the books is basically um Looking at your bank statements or credit card statements, and then comparing um, the balance that's on those every month to the um, amounts that are in your bookkeeping software, yeah, to make sure everything lines up. And uh, um, because I, I, I know that um, some bookkeeping softwares don't even have a reconciliation function really? in there. But um, uh, yeah, something like if you use like GoDaddy bookkeeping, there's like no reconciliation function in it.
0: Huh.
1: Um, but something like QuickBooks does, and while that the reason why that's so important is because um, sometimes there are mistakes made when the bookkeeping software and the banks are um, bringing in transactions.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it does happen, and I I know just most recently, just in January, um, I know QuickBooks had there was about a I think a week in January, where it wasn't syncing correctly with American Express. Okay. So I had to go into all, all my clients that had American Express credit cards and manually enter in transactions Yep, because there are expenses that weren't in there. And the reason why this happens a lot of times is because um, banks are constantly updating their security. And so that kind of affects how um, uh, something like A bookkeeping software kind of connects to the bank account it kind of affects the um, they link there and so um, a lot of times your um, bookkeeping software want you to re-enter your password username password to kind of make sure everything links up again
0: Um, how does how do eh do EHRs sync with uh, QuickBooks Like the income from EHRs, because I'm thinking about like how we uh, track stuff, and we do we make sure to reconcile because oftentimes there might be an insurance company that makes a direct deposit into our bank, but for one reason or another the EHR doesn't um, get an ERA or like a notice that a payment was made, Um, and then it looks like we still haven't gotten paid on our revenue reports. But when we go into our bank account, we notice oh yeah, Blue Cross sent us you know. X amount of dollars, but, um, it's not accounted for. And then we find that like, you know, the, for whatever reason, the EHR had a glitch at that moment and didn't catch it. Um, but how right. do you, so I, I totally get the need for making sure that you're reconciling and con- comparing your bank's statements and from with your right. bookkeeping software, or EHR software for income or however you're tracking it. Um, but I guess I just had a side question. Like, does your, your group practices that have EHRs how, are, how is the income? Because I get the expenses um, being synced with you know, Bank of America with QuickBooks or your credit card with QuickBooks. But what about with uh, EHRs? Are you having to like manually download reports and then upload them?
1: No. Um, uh, typically, what happens with something like that is as long as the, the income actually eventually goes into your bank account, right? Yeah. So that's what you see in QuickBooks is just that uh, um, amount that goes into your bank account.
0: Okay. okay, so, that, so because the bank the, won't be able to know. Oh, I guess it can know which one's insurance based versus which one's cash based. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll say on it. A lot of times it says something from you know um, uh, BHB, S whatever, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or something. Mm-hmm. It might say a, a little description on yeah the um, amount that comes in. That makes so sense. So you, you'll at least know that.
0: that makes sense. Got it. Uh, Okay. So not reconciling the books. I I think that's a big one. And that's probably, that's like one of those add on steps that I think people are like, Oh, that's just extra work. You know? Yeah,
1: no, you're right. I mean, I've I've taken on quite a few clients that, you know, while they, I mean, there are some clients that are, I mean, actually keeping track of their books monthly, but then you go look and it's like, Oh, they didn't reconcile their bank accounts. Oh, there's a few mistakes in here. (laughs) Yeah, You know, so that's important. You could be missing out on some expenses, you know?
0: That makes sense. All right. What's number three?
1: Number three is, um, um, I think after you have, you know, you're tracking your expenses, you're tracking your income, yeah, reconciling the books. Uh, number three is probably a, a really big one here. I'm um, not looking at your financial statements monthly.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Okay. So, yep. I mean, with, especially with a group practice, I think you have employees, contractors, um, you need to control your cash flow. And um it's really helpful to kind of look at trends in your business, where your money's going, how much what percent are you spending on certain things? Um uh, and and then also I mean, other people are relying on you in your business. So I mean I think definitely like knowing how much you can save for like an emergency fund,
0: mm-hmm. how much
1: to set aside for taxes, um, all these come into, you know, are there after you look at your statements.
0: Yep. I think many people just collect them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, I
1: think they're so.
0: a or bookkeeper, whoever that does them sends it to them once a month and they're like, Great, let me slide that email into my financial folder and in case I ever need it.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what they do. And I've had, you know, I, I set up a a Google Drive with the financial statements in there for my clients and some you know, and every now and then some of them ask me, Why are you setting this up for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, like, well so you can look at your statements, you know okay. <laughs> and then, I mean that's one service that I offer is kind of um, sitting down with my clients um, quarterly and going over the statements with them at least oh, every nice. quarter.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not some not what accountants do. right. Yeah, so another yeah, another reason to go with a bookkeeper for this part.
1: Yeah, and the accountants will charge you about probably three times as much as you're paying a bookkeeper.
0: Okay. So well, there you go.
1: that down with you. It cost you a lot more.
0: Yeah. okay, what's number four?
1: Uh, number four is kind of in the same lines, kind of just keeping track of your cash flow. Make sure it's under control.
0: Controlling cash flow?
1: Controlling cash flow. And I think um, one of the big ones within that is sometimes I have like clients that are, you know, while I, I will say, I, I mean, I totally agree with like paying your employees and contractors well, mm-hmm. but sometimes I've had clients that like pay them too well.
0: Yeah, that's not too uncommon.
1: And then you know you look at your monthly net income and you realize, oh, I didn't make any money this month, yep, because all your money is going out to other people.
0: I hear you. This is yep. a, <laughs> a, a constant struggle I have with people who who. Um, haven't worked through their money concerns that they grew up with and they feel right. like they don't deserve to make more money as a group practice owner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many yeah. people I know that their clinicians make more money than they do as a group practice owner. Um, it's, yeah, I've it's, seen that. Yep. um so I, I totally get that. So controlling cash flow. Is there anything else around controlling cash flow that you're look that you look at?
1: Yeah, um so one um one statement that I use, like at least in QuickBooks that you know, my clients, are, it's always kind of eye-opening for them. There is a statement that you can look at kind of the profit and loss sheet by month as percentage of income,
0: Ooh. which means
1: you can go in and, th- and look at it and think, oh, I'm paying, you know, 5% of my um, gross income is going toward rent or yep. 30% is going toward my employees.
0: That's actually yeah. something I love because I use profit first. Um, I do a okay. oh, first. Yeah. yeah. And first. Mm-hmm. so seeing um, your expenses categorized as a percentage of your total income um, is is super eye opening for sure. It definitely is. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Number five.
1: Um, number five is kind of where you started out um, trying to do the bookkeeping on your own when oh, maybe yeah. you couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: You might not be a numbers person. You know, um, you might, it might be the last thing on your list to do for some reason. Maybe you don't like it. Um, And you're
0: probably also doing it on like Excel, because if you're doing it by yourself, you're not using, spending extra money on QuickBooks and all that stuff here. I'm going to go into Google drive. I'm going to make an Excel spreadsheet and I'm going to one by one every time I buy something. And every time I make any sort of income, put that into the spreadsheet. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, And sometimes... Some yeah, sometimes um, business owners just want to save some money. Yeah, you know, twenty or thirty dollars a month. It's twenty or thirty dollars a month for QuickBooks. You know, but just it saves you a lot of time. Yeah, to do this, do the bookkeeping and bookkeeping software, and not tracking everything in Excel.
0: Yeah, I totally hear you on that. And then we got the bonus number five or bonus number six, which is not having a bookkeeping platform. Right. I'm assuming your recommendation is QuickBooks.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My, yeah. That, that's the one I'm familiar with. Um, there's the other um, popular one out there is called Zero. It's X-E-R-O.
0: Oh, I've heard of that um, one too.
1: Yeah. And that's the other one that is gaining popularity. Um, I think um, QuickBooks probably owns about 75% of the bookkeeping market.
0: Yeah. I can, I can see that.
1: Yeah. And they're there to kind of help your business kind of grow. If you're a small business or
0: if you're a large corporation, you can still use QuickBooks. Awesome. Um, okay, so we've got our five things: not tracking income and expenses monthly, not reconciling the books, not looking at financial statements monthly, not controlling cash flow. Um, and one of the examples you used is like looking at the profit and mo- profit and loss statement by month as percentage of income, and then trying to do it on your own. With bonus number six being not having an actual bookkeeping platform. Yeah, exactly. Great, great ones. Tell listeners. If they don't have their shit together with bookkeeping and want their shit together, uh-huh. how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so um you can check out um growthebooks.com. Um uh, and uh, I offer many different services and customizable packages. Um as I said in the podcast, um you know, I'm a little bit more hands-on. I like to go over your statements with you and to make sure that you are looking at your finances and, um, uh, growing
0: your business. Yeah. And understanding sounds like you yeah. help them really understand their money too, like where it's That's going correct. and what's happening with it, which is great. Um, thank you so much for being on and giving us You're this welcome. awesome information. It's definitely in an area that we typically don't have much knowledge on. So it's definitely a, a bonus for them to be able to to learn a little bit about this. Um, so I hope you get a lot of calls from this. And uh, congrats on growing the books uh, business. You. It's That's really awesome. And it was really nice meeting you uh, a few months ago. And uh, hopefully I get to see you and Kelly soon.
1: Yeah. And thank you for having me yeah. on the podcast. Appreciate awesome. it.
0: Awesome. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.